Well, folks, good morning, Jay Deebshire. Shaw, Jerry Adams, Arish. This is Jerry Adams once again. August Tessiola, Gomsa, Gowil, Shibsha, Gomoy. David Trimble, the late David Trimble, became First Minister with Seamus Mullen as his deputy First Minister shortly after the referendum that endorsed the Good Friday Agreement. It was December 1998 before other ministers were appointed. Among them were Martin McGuinness and Barbara de Bruyne as Sinn Féin's first two ministers to the power-sharing executive. On Monday last, Barbara and I joined Michelle O'Neill, First Minister-designate, and Alex Maskey, Concuria of the Assembly, and many others at the funeral of David Trimble. It was an occasion for reflection on the career of a unionist political leader who led his party into all party negotiations and subsequently to signing up for the Good Friday Agreement. It was also an opportunity to extend personally my sympathies to his wife Daphne and to his children, their daughters Victoria and Sarah and their sons Richard and Nicholas. Davis faced huge challenges when he led the Ulster Unionist Party into castle buildings for the Good Friday Agreement negotiations. Unionism had dominated the North for generations, and especially since partition. For almost 30 years, there had been intense conflict. Taking risks for peace was always going to be hard for all sides. But despite these difficulties and the refusal of the UP to talk directly to Sinn Féin during the talks process, we collectively succeeded in reaching an agreement. In the years following, I met David many times. Our conversations were not always easy, but we did make progress. David's contribution to the agreement and to the quarter century of relative peace that have followed cannot be underestimated, and I thank him for that. Our Jesh J. Goro Anam Dilish. Way back when I was a young guy, I dropped out of St Mary's Grammar School in Barrick Street and went on to become an apprentice barman in the Ark Bar. And the Ark wasn't a big bar, it wasn't a big public house. It was at the corner of Broadbent Street on the Old Lodge Road and it consisted of a public bar partitioned for more from a more discreet back room and a snug. And that was it. A backdrop of shelves, whiskey bottles, fronted by a no-nonsense wooden counter, which separated myself and the only other barman from the clientele. Porter was a stable and non-sectarian drink. Fergans of it were delivered weekly from the Guinness Yard on the Grosvenor Road, manhandled into place behind the counter, and dispensed with much care into paint glasses. I will tell you about that some other time. Paint supporter. No double acts, no draft beers. We Willie Darks, Bottles of Red Heart, Carling Black Label and Tenants were minority brews. Most of the people who drank, drank porter. A wee Mondays are the cheap, or cheaper, drawbridge wine was a more popular tipple. A bottle and a half and were strictly Friday or Saturday night treats and sales of spirits were minimal. An occasional gin for the women to augment their more economical small sherries or ports. 
no vodkas, no liqueurs, and no Pope. The customers were mostly Protestant, mainly male, and all totally working class. They lived beside the Ark or in neighbouring streets. The streets lay between the Old Lodge Road and the Shankill on one side and the Crumlin Road on the other side. It was a loyalist area, working class to its core, but with little collect of consciousness, little collect of class consciousness of this or of their reduced place in society. Belfast Shipyard was the main source of employment. Many of the Ark's male customers worked there. St. Patrick's Night in the Ark provided a lot of entertainment. When Irish eyes are smiling and the green glens of Antrim vied with the boys of the County Armagh and Donny Boy. On one occasion I was moved to render a verse of the Sash in Irish. A psalm veteran followed me with a rendition of Kevin Barry. At the end of the night, everyone stood for the collective voicing of God save the Queen. I discreetly absented myself from that by clearing away glasses and empty bottles from the back room. Nobody minded. The 12th was a public holiday, not for bartenders, of course, but for almost everyone else. Most of the Ark's clientele didn't go to the field. Many of the men weren't in the Orange Order. None of the William, none of the women wore. They weren't allowed. <coughs> Doc Molesco. We all watched the big parade and crowded around the uh, bonfires, all of the people, young and old, and they enjoyed themselves. It was 1965. They felt under no threat. That would come on its own time, and they and we have only their leaders to thank for that. I journeyed daily along the falls across the Shanklin up to an old lodge. Frequently I collected tripe to be boiled with onions for a dart match buffet from a Shanklin Road butcher. Occasionally I took the waters in St Peter's Hill public baths. On warm summer nights I walked to Ballamurphy along the Shanklin and the West Circular Road, stopping for a fish supper on the Eagle Supper Saloon on the way. Nobody bothered me. Maybe I didn't look like a Catholic. Or maybe nobody cared. Polarisation was mostly peaceful. My only aggravation had occurred much earlier as a short-lived schoolboy boxing career came to an end in the Shankill Road Club when a Malvern Street sparring partner took me and his pugilistic skills more seriously than I did. That was in 1958. I was 10. When I worked in the ARC, I was already involved in local Republican politics. When the planners started the destruction of the falls with the demolition of the Loney area and the building of the Divis Flats slum, I and other Republicans joined local people in protest. When the same vandalism started in the Old Rods Road, I stood with locals at the door of the ARC and watched the bulldozers destroy and displace a community. No one protested. Everyone was sad. Some of the women showed a little anger, but none of the local men listened to them. They were only women after all, and no one listened to me. I was only a wee Catholic barman after all. But outside of the Old Lodge Road and other neighbourhoods like it, the snail's pace of progressive politics was slowly taking on a new focus. 
In May 1965, a hazardous exchange of ideas between Republicans, Communists and unaffiliated trade unionists led to a conference on civil liberties hosted by the Belfast Trades Council. News of this did not trickle down to the folks of the Old Lodge Road or of the, ba- of, of, of the Ark Bar. I left my employment in the Ark following a wage dispute. I had asked for the union rate for working a public holiday, the 12th. Instead, I got the sack. I was sorry to leave my friends, and they, diminished in numbers by the ongoing levelling of their homes, were sad to see me go. They lifted a collection, probably more than the day's wages I was denied. I walked home up the shankle as usual. Bone fires, manageably small ones, at most street corners. Lambeg drums being battered in some places. Hardly a Mardi Gras or a Fla or a Fela and Fubble, but a festival of sorts nonetheless. And although I never thought of it then, I probably got sacked at a good time. Peaceful polarisation was coming to an end. It was fraying at the edges. Ian Paisley was about to initiate a new quarter of a century long series of hot summers by leading a highly provocative and sectarian march into the nationalist market area of Belfast. Soon there were serious incidents, including the murder of two Catholics and a 70-year-old Protestant woman. Unionist boss Terence O'Neill met Dublin Premier Sean Lamas. A section of unionism was being reluctantly dragged into the 20th century on the eve of the new EEC era. They resisted this, unionism generally. Everyone paid the price for their stupidity. By now, I was working in the Duke of York, but spending all my free time on a Gestatner duplicating machine churning out leaflets on civil rights and other demands and learning the basics of political activism. The innocence of my days at the Ark were over. But I retain my affection to this day for the place and particular for the fine loyalist people who befriended me there. So Shane A, I think we'll go out with Barnbrack singing Belfast. August Tasula Gomsa Gome Shibsha Gohuntok. Ta Phelan Fubble, Alana Rai against Shocked and Shaw, so Bunogi Salt as Shin. Vela and Fubble's going on in West Belfast at this time. Enjoy it if you can. August Lakudji J, Chiefy May Shibsha, Arish. Biggie Bio, Slan, Live. Thank you. 
Oh 